I'm gonna pray, um, yeah. You can put your hands on your heart and your, uh, your other hand on your belly. That sometimes like helps me a lot. I don't know why, but yeah. Um, yeah, Jesus, I just say um, and speak to everyone's spirit here right now that it's just open to things that it's heard before. Maybe our hearts and our our minds have heard these things before, but I just pray our spirit just uh, start stirring with hunger to receive, um, receive your love tonight. I just, yeah, really feel like there's encounters for us in, in just feeling his presence and feeling his love. And there's nothing better than tasting his love. So just right now, like, just say yes. Like, let your spirit say yes to the invitation of love tonight. And, um, yeah. So I'm really excited. That's, that's it. But, yeah, well, you guys are just done, right? You're like, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what I just want to talk about tonight, just having us receive God's love, which is seems like the easiest part of our Christian life, right? But it's also the mo- the hardest. And um, yeah, this week was really fun to kind of think about and prepare for this because it's just my favorite thing ever. You can never go back out of it. It's just like, it's just the first thing, the second thing, everything goes back into God's love. Um, and just remembering again that like, I'm God's favorite. I am his favorite. Really. I am his favorite. Sorry, you guys. Like you can, you go and just be like, yep, Hannah is God's favorite. (laughs) Like you can, but like, it's true. And I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, but, um, but you know, like any good parent would say, we don't have favorites. Right. But like God does have a favorite and it's me. (laughs) And it's also you, I know, but that is something that really, it cannot, you cannot get that in your head. You cannot get that you're God's favorite in your head. You have to receive it in your spirit. And I, um, grew up, I grew up in the church and, um, I grew up read like, you know, read your Bible, pray every day. It's how you have a love God. And, um, I, I, I think that is true. Um, but I just have like, I just have some more thoughts of my, of how God has encountered me in, in his love. And like that it was so different in his own personal way that he's encountered me was probably similar to other people, but is so unique, like his own fingerprint uh, and his own like marking on my life. And he has his own marking on each of your lives. And you have to find that you guys, otherwise this is just pointless. Like really, like it's just pointless. This Christian life, like church is pointless, (laughs) like without that, without the love of God that like marks our life. Um, and so, yeah, like I'm not about, you know, like Jason said that this last week, like, no, I'm all about experiencing God. And it's not like, um, someone quoted this, I can't remember who, but it was like, um, it's saying that I'm not looking for an encounter of a lifetime. I'm looking for a lifetime of encounters and that's the gospel. So our whole lifetime is, is of encounters with him. We can't just like, we have to live day by day by his love, day by day by his um, goodness and his blessing. And, you know, I love this. I, I, I can tell you some of the, the experiences that I've had with this, and yet still I go back into the law. Still I go back into climbing a ladder for God. And I'm like, why, why do I do this? And so it's just, um, it's just returning. And so I really just want to talk about... Um, like, so how do you get intimacy with Jesus? Pretty much like, how do we get it? Right. Um, so this is just more of my story, but, 
Um, how do we have a love relationship for him? Like what Jason was talking about. How do we like, okay, I'm the bride, but like the church is the bride and like he's the, like the love of our life, but like also we're called to like serve. You know, just all of these things. Like what, how do we kind of go back to this um, to this foundation and just like quickly in our day kind of just go back to that first love. And um, it's, yeah, I just wrote like, it's not just reading the Bible, but yes, that is important and it really can stoke that love. Um, it's not just going to prayer every week, even though you should, because it's my favorite part of the week. Um, and it's not just going to church or being moral, being pure, um, right? Um, serving the community, fasting. It's not. It's not just any of the, these things. Like it's not. Um, you. Um, you are just as connected. This is. This is where I was like getting rocked again, and I just like pray that your spirit just feels it. Like. You are just as connected to God today as you were yesterday when you didn't read your Bible. You're just as connected to God today as the day that you made maybe the worst decision of your life or a really bad mistake. And that is truth that I was never told, and it just rocked me. Like, it, it totally, um, it totally changed my whole life to just get this one simple truth that there's actually nothing I can do to make God love me more, and there's nothing I can do to make God love me less. Does that mean I don't want to do anything for God? No, it means I want to do more for God because of that. It's this, it's again, it's this unconditional love that we, we just say. We just say, oh, unconditional love. But when we really look into our lives, how much of our lives do we actually kind of act to believe that maybe if we do this, he'll love me more. Maybe if we do this, he'll bless me more. And, and that that's this ladder up to God. And, and God, Jesus did all that work already. Jesus paid the price for that. He, he like gave the big, you know, I always joke about this when I was young. Now I'm like, I don't really care. But when I was young, I was like, I'm going to have the best proposal ever. Like, I'm going to somewhat, I don't care about getting married. I don't really care. But I want like the proposal story. Like, um, like, I don't know, like jump out of a helicopter. No, I don't know. Like, I just, was like, I don't know. Think of like, who knows? Like, I was more like, like, well, that is cooler than the actual marriage. I was like, I don't need that. Just like the proposal is cool. Um, and then like, um, and like God just like spoke to me one day. He's like, I gave you the, actually the best proposal. And I mean, it's like that, but it was like his whole like life on the cross. Right. And his resurrection, him saying, I'm going to take your rags of a slave and give you a wedding dress of like a bride, right? So he, he just, this is, this is the best um, love story that I think we'll all ever have. Um, so um, you're not like, yeah, so let's see. Um, so what is the key then to intimacy? Well, um, well, for my life, it's, it's just been receiving, right? Receiving. And um, worship was all just about receiving. But so much of the time, we forget to receive. We are so easy to give, give, give. And then what do we have to give? We get burnt out. And we see pastors get burnt out. And we see missionaries get burnt out. And like I, we, we see all this, and it's it's not the fullness of life. Like It's not wrong or evil for these things but it's not the fullness of life. We need to receive. Like nothing in life grows or works without first receiving, right? So if, yeah, 1 John 4.19, we, we love because who? He first loved us. Who loved first? 
I didn't, that's for sure. I did not love first. I tried. I tried to love first each day. I tried to like go, okay, I'm going to love you first and then you're going to bless my day. It doesn't work that way. We love because he first loved us. Um, so even though, um, so yeah, I grew up in the, and even though like no one specifically told me that there is a ladder to receive God, like I just felt it implied in some of our language. Um, and um, I'm not like, I can be the first like to bash the church probably, but I can also be the first to like love the church. And um, so like that is the bride, right? That's the bride of Christ. Like we, we, um, we are the bride of Christ. I could be the first to bash myself and also like love myself, right? So um, we, I don't know, that was just a tangent, but um, um, so yeah, so like a lot of times for me, I just feel like it was implied that, you know, when you're first saved, you get all that good, the goody feelings of like Jesus's love. When you're first saved, when you're first saved, you can receive those things and you can feel like, oh my gosh, I am a new creation. The world is like heaven and I am his beloved and I'm his daughter and like, wow, I'm not dealing with that and I'm free from this. And like, he breaks down these addictions and um, you, 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 you feel all these things. And then somewhere in the back of your mind and probably, you know, the enemy and just distractions it comes in with just the, the, the law again or the lies again and tries to tell you like, okay, now that you've had this, okay, now you have to do this or now you should do this or now this is how you have to act. And um, instead of just continuing to go back to the first place of just receiving and responding out of that re- that, that receiving. Um, and so um, you should keep like changing. Oh yeah, so anyways, um, I never had the revelation that I was already like in good standing with God. Um, I felt like I had to play the Jesus or I had to like sacrifice for my own sins, like for my um, mistakes or my mess. Like, right, I wanted to have this perfection in order to meet with God. And God totally just like, totally just through encounters and just through not my head, not my heart receiving it like how I did my whole life. It was just my spirit had to be awakened to this truth in this revelation that, um, that he loved me no matter what. Like, and, and I think even today, like I still deal with that. Like, do you love me really? No matter what, like I didn't, you know, I'm kind of a failure in this, or, oh, I should have gotten disciplined for this, or I wasn't good enough in this. And then God, again, just comes in with his love and say, who do I see when I look at you? I see my perfect spotless son. I don't see, but he also sees me too, because we're one. And this goes back into my, um, my other revelation of, um, of just having the like a stat a, a static like oneness with God and like even that mystical oneness of God. Um, so it's really fun. I kind of like tapped into more mystical self this week too because I was like reading Saint Teresa of Avila and I was like, oh, it just pierce my heart. Like you know all of these like things like um, these old like these old like mystics. Oh, it smells like skunk. Go Ivy. Um, um, it's good. I actually like that smell sometimes. Um, um, uh, it's okay. Um, yeah, going. Yeah, we can go back to like you know feeling intoxicated by God too, like what we all need, anyways. Um, so, so yeah. So oh, 
experiencing God's love. And just when I experienced God's love, I didn't want anything else. You know the verse like um, in Jeremiah 29, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, when I experienced God's love and I read that verse, I was like, but God, I just, my desire is you. And then I was like, well, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you, I was like, but my desire is you. (laughs) And then I just kept going into this circle and I started laughing actually hysterically. I've like probably never laughed and cried for that long. And I was just alone in my room, like in my parents' house, like when I was like 19 or something, you know, like, and I was just like, I, I, my biggest desire is actually to delight in the Lord. And that happiness that I felt, I like have very rarely come close to that happiness for anything else. Like, Oh, I could just, I could just, wow, I just, we just need more of that, right? <laughs> um, where is our desire? It's, it's this. But sometimes my desires change. It's not like that. I experience that every day, but I do have that to go back to. Like, I know what that feels like in my heart to only want to delight in the Lord. Um, and then, um, so, um, yeah, um, so receiving is key, right? Receiving is key and receiving um, our union, right? Receiving that we're in a beloved union, that um, we are in like, like I don't know who says it, but again, like we're in like the ooey gooey goodness of like the Trinity, right? They're all around us in family and we're in the center of this, like we're the center of his attention. Not that that makes us like this selfish person, it actually makes us more of a selfless bride because when you're so fully loved, you're going to want to love others. You're going to want to love the hell out of others. Like, and you, you just, you can't help but it when you, when you receive that much love. Um, so yeah. And then you just also, you're like, whoa, he's the desire of not just like my life and my family's, he's the desire of the nations. And, and you get this in your head instead of like, I got to save the whole world. Like I would go in my community college up North and I would like walk around the campus and like, they're all lost, which they are lost because they're not aware. But it was this like, I I didn't, I wasn't aware that like Jesus is the best at saving the world. Jesus's desire is the best at receiving everyone um, more than any of our efforts can be, even as pure and as amazing as they want to be. He meets us in them, but like having that be the desire, like just knowing that he is the desire of everyone will just make make this walk with God so much more beautiful, in my opinion. Um, um, yeah, so, and he will lead you into all truth. Truth is a person, right? So again, I had that revelation growing up in the church. Oh my gosh, you couldn't get hear all of the theological debates. Like, I think I was in like fifth grade or whatever, Sunday school, and my, I had a lot of older siblings, so I'd hear them talk, and I wanted to be like the smart, cool kid in Sunday school, and I was like, when Jesus died on the cross, did he go to hell? Like, I was like, and like all, like, all the other kids were like, who is this crazy, like, you know, um, Christian kid. But it was, it was this, like, you just get so many theological everything in your, in your head. And when you just go back, or as just an adult, when I just received God's love, that he is the truth and he will lead me into all truth in the Bible, in relationship with other people. I actually had a capacity to talk to a Catholic and talk to a Muslim and talk to ever with, with still not, not the idea that it was just, it was Jesus is the truth. And I didn't need to have such a us versus them, like 
they are evil and I am good because I have a certain kind of theology. Um, so he broke that in me as well. And sometimes I still deal with that and I just have to go back to like, whoa, Jesus, I need to look into your eyes. I need to see you as a person of truth. Um, and um, yeah, so um, that's, that's it. Um, I just have a few quotes. Um, and so... Um, I don't love according, I feel like Jesus said this um, to, I can't remember, I had it in my notes one day, but I don't uh, love according to what you are doing, I love according to who I am. Jesus doesn't love you based on what you're doing, he loves you because of his nature, of who he is. Um, And I am not, uh, yeah, Um, and then um, it, um, (laughs) it's dark, it is love dark. (laughs) Um, oh, it is, okay, this is another quote from uh, St. Teresa of Avila. And it is love alone that gives worth to all. So I had this, um, uh, this other kind of encounter where literally I got tripped out by this phrase, which I guess other people have, God spoken this to other people as well. But it was just the idea that like in God, he makes everything ordinary, extraordinary. So I remember walking one time and I saw these bricks in the building and they were like just they were normal bricks, but like they were kind of interesting. It was like interesting architecture, honestly. And I just stood at these bricks in this building and I started like laughing and crying. And I was like, I'm this crazy person in your community college. But I was experiencing that everything ordinary is extraordinary when you're in love, right? Like it was, it was really feeling that. Like, and I was like, wow, God, if you can like trip me out on bricks, like, you know, I I can I know that I can, you know, like see anything with that awe and Still often I forget, but like even, you know, like, yeah, when we see the moon, even tonight, oh, you guys can't see it because you're facing me, but um, like, yeah, if you see the moon, like you can be like, whoa, that is just the moon. Yes, it's just creation, but in God, it's even more incredible. Um, So yeah, really just God makes everything better, right? We know this. Um, um, And yeah, he brings like depth to things. so my last, my last thing is um, I just want to share a story of how um, his love for us can just pour out into love for others. And um, one time we were uh, actually, I think it was Troy. I don't know if Troy is still here, but maybe Troy was the only one here. Maybe Jason. I don't know. So it was like an upper room and it was just a normal message, but it was a message kind of going after some of these things, like after the law of like, like you're one with Christ and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, and you're, you are in right standing with God because of how he made you, of of who you are. And I just felt like, I've never felt it, but I felt like the union with God, like the ecstatic union with God. Like it was like, I felt like I was on ecstasy, honestly. Like I've never (laughs) done drugs, but if I have, I wish, I wish I could try ecstasy to see if I could compare, like honestly. Um, So like, I'm sorry, you guys. Sorry, they're children. It's okay. This is, anyways. Um, okay. Um, so I won't. I won't. You guys, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so, anyways, that's what I felt like. I felt like, but I was just like, I. I was also really embarrassed and had like a fear of man of what people thought of me because I was like feeling this and like I was like. I I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't know what to do. So I had actually, I I just wanted to just like, 
explode. I felt like I wanted to explode. It's very weird. Ask God, maybe, if you want to experience this. Um, I, I did not really, yeah, I didn't really expect this. But anyways, I just, um, in order for me to handle it, I literally sprinted down the street as fast as I could. I sprinted. I think I, I wish someone timed me because I think I like could have made the world record or something. It was so fast. I, I just sprinted down the street and I was like crying and like just sprinted because I felt, I don't know what it was. Like, I mean, it's why I think people do drugs. Like they want to experience something, right? And I didn't ask like, God, can I feel this? It was just like, uh, it was just a, yeah, reaction. It was a response to the love that I felt. And it was a response to probably how big I, I wanted to receive too. I was pretty hungry and I just wanted to receive. I just said, God, I want the all of you. And I don't know if I, it's a dangerous prayer. I'm telling you, you might be the crazy person running down the street. But I sprinted down the street and I saw, I, I came in like, I came to the house like on six. 5 DP and there was like a group of guys it was like earlier in the night maybe 9 so like they weren't nobody was like super crazy yet um but there was like a group of guys and I just came and I just was crying and like rah, 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 like this and I was like and like out of breath too and I was like Jesus loves you I was like this I was like Jesus loves you so much like I could not I was like a crazy crazy person but I was like Jesus loves you so and I I can't exp like explain to you again the feeling of love that I had for these guys. Like I loved them. Like I would have died for these guys. I just saw. Like I was like, and they were they were like they were like, All right, do you need some water? Like are you okay? They're like, thank you, thank you. Like we're really concerned about me, but I think they felt something. Well, they felt that I was probably drunk, but also they felt that I was like that like. I don't know. I, 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 in my head, I'm like, God, please just let them felt like God's love. Like, please let not that have been for nothing. But, um, but like they were like their response to love for me was even just like so you know like, I, I mean just IV I guess in general. But in that time, it was so, just this crazy thing of feeling that union and that like yeah, like pure happiness and then to feel the pure love. Like I was just like crying and a mess um, and. So yeah, and then also I think it was like that it was like a burger can change the world. <laughs> I was like tripping out. I was like a burger will change the world. Like Jesus burgers will change the world. I was fully convinced by it. Like, and I still kind of am actually probably, but um, I'm not ex like having that crazy experience, you know. But um, but again, just going back to like um, God marking us and yeah, like just asking God for for that encounter of a lifetime, right? When you when you marry someone, when you're with someone, that's why we, we have that language. It's a union. It's the closest thing to a union that we see, a marriage, a oneness, right? And so the same thing with, um, with a life. Like when you sign up for a life with someone, you don't just live your own lives as much as that would, never mind, okay. Um, you don't like live your own lives. Like you actually, like you actually, encounter the person, you listen to the person, you talk to the person. So that's why we have a lot of that language that's super helpful. And it's just the most comparison, right? The natural comparison to it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I have now. And um, I just have a little, thing, a little thing for us to do. And it's just um, to ask 
ask God to um, help our spirits receive because again, it's him who, who, who even does that. We can do nothing. We just have to go to him and say, you have to expand my cup. You have to help me receive. You have to stop my distractions and praying for that. And then I'm gonna ask us one question as well. So yeah, we just, I just, yeah, again, just pray that we um, feel your unconditional love. We just feel your good, good thoughts towards us right now. Yeah, and I want you to ask Holy Spirit one question. I say, Holy Spirit, what were you thinking when you created me? Maybe he will give you a picture. Maybe he'll give you a color or a, a sentence, but ask him, what were you thinking or what were you doing when you created me? Yeah, and I guarantee you it's it's good. I guarantee you it's good. Um, so that's it. And if, if you didn't get anything, if you didn't, I can't hear from God, just ask him again this week and write it down or tell a friend, like, well, yeah, because I can guarantee you he was out of his mind excited to create you. <laughs> hey, God, so good. You know, the Bible says, in his presence is the fullness of joy. In his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And man, Hannah, that was a fire word. I just love that stuff. <laughs> I love that you just spoke out of your life because that is who you are. That's what you live. But God's not a respecter of persons. And so this, what you heard there, what you've heard before in other places, like it's available to all. And that's the gospel message that the veil's been torn from top to bottom. If you don't know, in the Old Testament, there was a massive veil, like 15 feet high, three feet wide. And when Jesus died on the cross, this veil was torn from top to bottom, signifying this is the work of God, not man. And that you can go in now and you have access to God 24-7, face-to-face. What the people longed for, we now have access to all the time all the time. That's why the Bible says, look at Hannah. Clearly she's in the presence, right? I mean, in your presence is the fullness of joy in your right hand. The right hand of God are pleasures forevermore. I mean, guys, we were created in the garden of Eden. Most people don't know this, but Eden actually means pleasure. God formed man in the garden of pleasure for pleasure. <laughs> To be with him and created us in community. Not good for man to be alone. So he creates Eve and the two become one. But then we find out in the New Testament that those who join themselves to the Lord become one spirit with the Lord. You see this? There's such a picture of union from the beginning to the end of the Bible. The last chapter, the spirit and the bride say what? Come, Jesus. Not, not the spirit and the warriors, not the spirit and the soldiers, or even the sons and daughters. The spirit and the bride say, come. It's a picture of, of marriage. It's the language of intimacy. And I'll say this, guys. 
What separates us from God is never God. It's us. It's in our mind. We think God is separated. We think God is distant. We think our sin's keeping him away. Guys, our sin draws him near. I mean, that is the cross. His last words from the cross were what? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And that's why I said last week in the Song of Solomon, you're never going to find the bridegroom trying to condemn the bride into maturity, guilt her into maturity, shame her into maturity. He has one method for her. I'm going to love her. I'm going to love her into maturity. That she would be free, that she would know that she's without spot or wrinkle. There's no blemish in her. This is the language again of the cross that our sins and our lawless deeds, he remembers no more. I don't know what you came in here with. It doesn't matter to God. What matters is that you would turn back to him. That you'd come into the arms of love and receive forgiveness. Not partial, not some, but full forgiveness today. Full forgiveness. The dead is clean. So if the worship team could come up, we're going to fire up a few songs. If you need to go, you need to go. But before you go, there's communion on this side and communion on that side. And as you take it, look at the word co-union. You're celebrating your union with God. Thank him today as you take communion that your sins are washed, that you're clean, that you're a bride with a white dress on, that you look beautiful. Sorry, men. In the eyes of God, you look good. And as you eat the body, just believe for healing, believe for forgiveness. It's his body that was broken on the cross that we'd receive healing today.